Welcome to Under the Net Podcast, and thank you for joining me today, Under the Net, and listening to my podcast. My name is Patrick Juarez, aka Cool Breeze, aka Patrick F. Baby. For most of my life, I've been in the military and have had the chance to live all over the world, meeting a lot of great people. This podcast gives me the opportunity to bring all my family and friends to my world, Under the Net, so I can listen to their stories, life experiences, jokes, or teaching moments that may be beneficial to myself or others as we live our ordinary lives. So please, turn up the volume, take a moment to hear what my family and friends have to say, and welcome to my world, Under the Net. Hey, welcome Under the Net uh, podcast, and uh, thank you for joining me today. Today... Uh, the guest I have today, I met him at JBLM uh, through our spouses, uh, well, my spouse at the time, his spouse now, his current spouse. Um, he's been a really good friend ever since. Uh, I'm glad we met. Uh, he's not an artillery man. He's an MP, uh, which is a little different uh, flavor from, you know, all the other, other episodes. Uh, he's a big uh, CrossFit guy. Uh, he's got a beautiful family, two, two little boys. I'm probably saying more than I should. <laughs> uh, he's currently ser- serving as a drill sergeant, uh, molding you know, the Army's future, that's what I say. Um, but uh, I, I see some of the stuff he's doing on, you know, on our social media and stuff like that. He's doing really good things. Uh, without further ado, let me introduce you to uh, Raul Gavon uh, and his family. Uh, you know, if they want to join, that's fine, too. Uh, welcome to the internet, brother. What's your story? Hey, how you doing? That chase a long time. No see. Talk. Uh, so, my name introduction, Raul Gavon. Uh, born and raised in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, currently serving as a drill sergeant, born in the future. Uh, it's, it's a great experience. Uh, when I went into this job, I went in open-minded, but yeah, I was a little bit nervous at the fact of, uh, you know, training America's sons and daughters to basically win on the wars and battles. And it, it was, it was nerve wracking. Most people said that it would be a, a rewarding experience and I had no idea what they meant by that. But after my first cycle and my second cycle, I, I see it like, kids mature right before your eyes and you, you can't even tell until the end product is already produced and it, that's that's the real reward and uh yeah it, it's just a very rewarding experience uh started off in the military in 2011 and did also training here at fort Linwood. uh from there i went to jb and that's where we met yeah we're still our sponsor and uh, i could truly honestly say that if it wasn't for you and another individual the air force cat we won't talk about that but uh but between the two of y'all y'all really uh Changed my perspective on the military in my short time there, and if it really wasn't for y'all, so I, I probably wouldn't be at this time right now. I would have probably got out, and I'd probably be a Walmart reader or something right now. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it a really great experience. Uh, I learned from you more than you probably know. Uh, our talks, you would tell me about this and that, how to treat your soldiers and everything, and how to conduct yourself, and it it brought me up from just that young kid that was just hard headed, thought I was. You know, walking on water to really realize, like, oh, I was in nothing back then, and that walked to the person I am today. Yeah, well, I mean, but uh, but it gave me a little. From what I remember, I think you were walking on water, though, right? You, you had like a whole bunch of boards you were doing, and and like almost about to get on the SWAT team or something like that. Like, so you were doing really good things over there, man. So it's not wrong for you to think that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I did. I did a bunch of a bunch of the boards and stuff over there. Uh, it wasn't until I became a specialist after my deployment, and we came back, and uh, yeah, I started getting into the whole board thing. I was I was that soldier that hit out in the back, and if there was a detail, you're like, ah, I gotta go uh, utilize the train real quick, <laughs> type of person. And uh, it wasn't until uh, another leader he uh, he saw right through me, he he noticed I was missing at times, and then he put me in charge, and he was like, "You're not gonna get fired. You can either learn, or you're gonna have a bunch of headaches." And uh, it was a bunch of headaches at first, and then I, I started learning. I was yeah. out of it, and yeah, I had to learn. Yeah, yeah, that's that's usually how it goes. All right, but hey, let, let, let's let's pause for a minute. Let's go into uh, you know who you are, where you from, and, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, born and raised in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know, Texas is the greatest uh, nation in the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, born and raised there my whole life. Uh, it was a, a graduated high school. Uh, I even attended the college there, uh, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. I ran on a, a track and field scholarship there for a semester. And then in uh, 
yeah, like I said, young and immature, uh, got into that party scene and it, it just kind of, kind of holding me, cut grass and, uh, yeah, I just wasn't able to recover most back from it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, just, uh, yeah, one day I just, uh, realized like I had to make a, a change in my life or was something that would, that would really challenge me and better me. And, uh, yeah, so join the army and, uh, my only regret would be I didn't join sooner. <laughs> hey, but didn't you go to school with somebody, um, like an NFL player or something like that? Yeah, uh, so uh, in high school, uh, I went to the state three times uh, for track and field, and I ran against Robert, Robert Griffin III. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, Robert, you know, Robert Griffin III for the Washington football team, uh, quarterback, and then now he's uh, is he with the Saints, I think. No, I think he's with the. Uh, no, I think he's over here where I'm at in uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah still, still playing, still, still getting in. At the time, he was from uh, at the Fort Hood area, Corpus Cove. That's that was his high school. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, kick the fly back when he was so fast. <laughs> and, uh, the against him, he said. Uh, he set two national records, and then he uh, fell like a tenth of a second away from setting his third national record that day. Uh, on track, yeah, he, that, that was that was a real good, uh, real fun experience. I bet, I bet. Did you get to talk to him right there, or was it just uh, competing? That was it. Uh, no, we uh, no, it was just uh, that, that you know that competitive mindset that uh, that win or lose type. Uh, I remember in the warm up area. I remember uh, their team. We were side by side in the in the lanes, and I remember standing next to him. And uh, yeah, but no, nah, there was there was no words exchanged. It was all prepared to go busy go to battle. I was <laughs> on that track. But, uh, it was a real big experience at the University of Texas uh, at the at that time. That the big uh, Houston and Dallas rivalry, so the crowd was going crazy. Okay, what year was that? Uh, two thousand seven. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Two thousand seven. Did did uh did so, yeah. did your wife go to that school too? No, no, my wife uh went to another school inside the uh the same uh, city. She went to Flower Bluff, and then I went to uh, Moody High School. Uh, we graduated two years apart from each other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I was just trying to remember from the last time I was over there. We were talking about college or something like that, but um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we did for uh, for a couple semesters, and then uh, yeah, we started. Join the military. Ah, okay. So, so was she was she supportive of you joining the military, or? So, uh, we'll start from the beginning on that. Uh, so yeah, my <laughs> wife and I we had a new boyfriend girlfriend at the time back in 2011, and uh, well, 2010, the end of 2010, we uh, separate, kind of broke up. Boyfriend girlfriend ended. I remember it was January 25th, 2011. I walked into the recruiting station, and uh, Ashley walked to the Marine Corps side, and uh. I probably spent 10 seconds in the recruiting department for the Marine Corps. I walked in, stepped on the mat, and the, the Marine that was in there was like, can I help you? I said, yeah, I want to see about joining the Marines. He said, do you have any tattoos? I said, yes. And he said, can not help you? Bye. Damn. Ten, uh, about 10 seconds in, and so I, I was like, okay. So I, you know, did an about face, got out there, and then uh, I walked next door to the, uh, the Army. It was probably about 1,800 at night. There was only one individual in there, and... Uh, yeah, I walked in and he was like, "Can I help you?" And I was like, "I want to see about joining." And he was like, "Okay, take a seat." And I was like, "Well, I got, I have tattooed." And he was like, "Okay, right, we can wait back." And uh, I sat down. Uh, he's about to, you know, got my basic information, everything, and then he asked if I had taken an ASVAB. I, uh, I said, "I don't even know what that is." And he's like, "Well, what are you doing tomorrow night?" I said, uh, "I have no plans." So uh, took me down to the, the uh, National Guard station yeah. where they do the ASVAB test there, and. Uh, Excuse me, and uh, yeah, I uh, took the ASVAB. Uh, I don't rem really remember quite what my uh, my score was, but I remember the next day I went, and uh, he asked if uh, I if I knew like what my score was, and I said no. He told me, and I was like, "Well, is that good?" And he's like, "You know, you qualify for almost every single job there is in the army." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, uh, okay. Well, what is there?" And uh, I think he was being, uh, I guess, probably had a quota to get or something because he was like, well, if there's infantry, it's an $8,000 bonus. And, you know, he sold me on it. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. Well, I saw a $1,000 bonus, uh, a five-year contract. And I was like, okay, sure. 
Um, that next, uh, the next day, which was a Thursday, uh, Thursday night, I set my plans, everything straight. So I went up to Mets, uh, Thursday night and then Friday morning, I was, uh, going in there getting like the physical part and everything down. Yeah. And, uh, you actually saw, I, you saw the counselor at Mets and I sat down with that counselor and the counselor was like, uh, do you, do you know what your, your, uh, GT score is? I was like, uh, no, man, I don't, I don't know. And she's like, you got a 109. She's like, uh, do you want to retake the ASVAB? I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't really want to take it. I just, I'm trying to join and, you know, just get in. She's like, well, like, uh, you picked infantry. Most people who, she's like, most people don't go infantry if they have a high GT score. And she was like, do you know what your other options are? And I was like, uh, my recruiting from infantry. And she was like, well, let's see. You know, pulled it up, just starts naming all these jobs, and then uh, she said, uh, there's military police, ever thought about being a military police officer? And uh, my fun fact is my grandfather was a Marine MP, and then he got out the Marine Corps, switched over to the Army, he retired out the Army as an MP. And uh, I just remember as a kid seeing his picture up on uh, the wall at my parents' house, and uh, I was like, oh, I've never thought about it. It's like, that'd be, you know, pretty... I was like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, she changed my contract up. I switched to NP. And uh, she's like, well, just wait out in the waiting room and then I'll call you back. And remember, I sat next to a phone, a uh, pay phone, and yeah. it starts ringing. And uh, one of the recruiters or the MEPS people there answered and they was like, is there a Galvan? Galvan? And I was like, yeah, Galvan. So I picked it up. It was my recruiter. And uh, they. <laughs> Was word like what the fuck are you doing? Not like those are his exact words, and I was like, uh, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You're supposed to go infantry." And I was like, "Oh, well, the lady talked to me. She said I had better opportunity, better job offers, so I took it." And he was just like, well, "What the hell? Like we we agreed on this and this and that." And I was like, "Oh, well, I don't think I can change it now." And he uh, he hung up. Was it a civilian counselor? Uh, yeah, it was a civilian counselor. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, so uh, my recruiter was real pissed at me, and then uh, I remember I, uh, we hung up, and then, uh, yeah, I finished off the day, finished off my, I finished off my physical, and then I got on the van to go back home, and I went home, and then that following week, uh, the recruiter called me and told me to go in. I went in, and he was just like, well, what are you thinking? Like, why did you change and this and that? And I was like, well, uh like, she said it was a good job opportunity. So it was, like, GT score. Like, it'd be a good opportunity. Plus, uh, she kind of sold it to me. When I get out, I can switch over to be a civilian police officer or just open up the door for a bunch of other opportunities out there after the military. Wow. Wow, that's that's crazy. I, I, I had never heard of that. I mean, I thought I was thinking, I was thinking that you were going to talk about... Um, you talk to a counselor for like behavior health wise, like to check your mental and stuff like that. I didn't think she was gonna change your 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 job. I guess it was like some sort of like civilian career counselor or something. To this day, I, I don't I don't really remember like how or why. I just remember they called my name. I went to the back and I sat down in the chair like right next to her, and she just I, I remember looking at the screen and it was a list. She just like scrolled and there was like a bunch of jobs, a bunch of jobs. That's crazy. Oh, I mean, but that's cool, though, because what, what do you think? Do you think you'd rather do infantry now that you've been an MP for a little bit? Uh, no, I'm happy with the decision. <laughs> I mean, to be an MP, if I, uh, looking back at it now, um, I, I think I, I, 31 years of age, I'm not old, but I'm not young anymore. Um, if I could go back, you know, Ranger doesn't sound too bad. I, I, that was my, my possibility that your name's Australian, and I wish I would have did it. But, you know, I'm happy with the, where I'm at right now. I think uh, I'm pretty sure I made the right career choice in this. It, it do, they don't have uh, Ranger MPs? Yeah, very uh, very far and few. Oh, okay. but, uh, it's uh, very tough. I've had the, uh, I got close at, uh, in Hawaii, there was two chances for me to go. And uh, just both times, the uh, just both times just slipped right through the cracks. I wasn't able to go. And then at, uh, I went to Polk for eight months before I became a drill sergeant. And uh, I, I won't forget it. We were at a, a brief on a Friday afternoon, about sixteen hundred, and uh, we were going over live fire ranges. And uh, the sergeant major pulled me aside and was like, "Hey, uh, you ever thought about going ranger?" 
And I was like, Sergeant Major, I've always wanted to go, Ranger. And he was just like, I get you a we go. And I was like, in a heartbeat. He's like, okay, well, you got to leave on Monday. What? Yeah, and I was like, Monday, Sergeant Major? And he's like, yeah, do you want to go? And uh, I've always... I've always been the one that hasn't, you know, strayed away from a challenge before. Was, was it in my favor? No, but I, I've never backed down from a challenge no matter what it was. And I was like, okay, so I made it. Uh, I had my bags packed. Uh, I remember I, I like, just packed whatever I thought I was going to need. And uh, Monday came. I had my stuff. Nothing. nothing. Tuesday came. Nothing. I was like, well, what's going to happen? Uh, come to find out the uh, – I'm not too sure of the, the – Commanding General there is when we signed off, the Tip Mountain Division one there, and yeah. uh, he, didn't, he didn't sign off for me to go. Damn. So I didn't. That missed that opportunity. Wow. That that kind of sucks too, though, man, because you're just sitting there packing. That, that's that hurry up and wait, though, right? <laughs> I, I, I remember. I, I think I packed like four uniforms, like ten pairs of socks, the uh, hygiene kit. That was pretty much two pairs of boots. I was, hey, I, what else do I need? <laughs> Damn, no prep or nothing, huh? No rucking, anything. Or well, you were already doing that anyways, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the great thing about folk that I like is uh, every quarter you have to do a, uh, a four-mile run for yeah. time. It's going to be under, well, under 36 minutes. And then uh, you got to do a six-mile ruck under uh, under 90 minutes. So, like, we always ruck. We did that. Like, every other week we'd ruck. Or every other week we'd go, like, on real, real long runs. Yeah. So I felt like you know, it wasn't wasn't that bad of an opportunity. Plus, I had a again, like you were saying, the boards there. Uh, I was trying to set the example for uh, my squad when I got there, because I was there for too long, and uh, I always try to set the example. Like, hey, I went, I did, you know, NCO the month, NCO the quarter. Now I set the example. Now it's y'all's turn, the soldiers, to do it. And I remember I did that. And I ended up winning the, the quarter, so I had to go to the game one at at, uh, at Stewart. So, but I had, you know, did a little train off for it and everything, but that's why the Sergeant Major asked me, he was like, do you want to go? Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. Well, I was supposed to to go, but this opportunity slipped through the cracks again. Yeah. So, I mean, it, dude, you're kind of fast-tracking, right? You said you came in in 2011, and, and you're already doing drill sergeant, and you've already been in what? I think we've talked uh, JBLM, Hawaii, Lewis, and now you're at Lenawa Ford duty stations in 11 years? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just hit nine years. Nine years, uh, yeah. Yeah, nine years in April. I picked up six in six years, one month. Yeah, you're fast tracking, um, man. I got my uh, my first uh, look in the primary zone. It's uh, coming February. Yeah, the way the it's set up. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how well it goes. Uh, I'm supposed to go to MFT coming up uh, sometime in October. Yeah, yeah, get that, um, man. Yeah. Studying, I, I uh, studying right now for that Audie Murphy board. Just trying to get. Some things down. I haven't quite got the whole bio down all the way. Uh, I was supposed to have gone two months ago, but COVID hit, and yeah, it's just the, it's kind of kind of weird here. Man, that dang Audi Murphy. Uh, my my old first arm, uh, one of them used to call it Eddie Murphy. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, dude, that that uh, that ain't no joke right there. I mean, you talking about stress. I tried it a couple times, um, and you know they kept changing. I think I think I just had like bad time on a lot of things too, because they kept changing like the policies and stuff like every time. So it's uh first time I went, I got kicked out right away because um, I had a stripe. I had an extra stripe. It was my it was my anniversary month, but I put that stripe on before my date. So the sergeant major caught that shit and kicked me out. Like, he was playing with me for a little bit, man, because he knew it. He caught it right off the bat. Like, as soon as I walked in, he's like, he told my brigade sergeant major, he's like, I'm about to fuck him up. I read his lips as I'm walking in. I, I heard him say that. You know, I'm just like, holy crap, I messed up somewhere. And right before that, so the first guy that went in, because I was the third one that day, the first guy went in, he, that was his third time going. So they had already kind of had that rule, you weren't going to make it on the first go. Uh, well, that was his third time, so they gave it to him. Second time, uh, well, I mean, he earned it, but uh, the second second guy that went, he had just got promoted to E7, and he forgot his shoulder board, so he was at, he was in and out within, like, 30 seconds. So then there I go, um, and, you know, he already caught me, so he's doing me left face, right face, all that stuff. And this joker put me right behind the door. So when he kept asking me the three questions, uh, what does each service strike represent? 
how much time do I have in the army? And um, what was the other question? I can't remember. But anyway, so finally, I, I gave up and I was like eight years and I was trying to calculate the months in my head, 11 months and like so many days. And as soon as before I even got to 11 months, he's like doing about face and move out. So as soon as I do about face, that door was right in front of me. <laughs> he perfectly positioned me to walk out. I was like, dang. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, then you know, the second time I went, they, you had to have all board members go and this and that. So I was just like, yeah, I wasn't doing it again after that. But yeah, hey, it's a, it's a good thing here. Um, I, I, you know, it's good for your, your record. And, and, you know, just if you do do it, stay active in the program, man, and, and volunteer and stuff like that, man, because it's, it's good, you know. So, so MP, so what what did you think when you were coming in as an MP? Do you think that you were going to be like like a cop or, or I mean, because, I mean, you are a cop. You're a cop for the military, but is it, I don't know if it's the same thing as being a cop in the civilian world. What, what are the differences that you see? Um, there was this, uh, if, you, if you were to ask somebody uh, in the military and say MP, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's not a real police officer. You're just a security guard. Uh, they'd be like, oh, you're not. You're not really, you just drive around in a police car and you just follow rules, you try and catch speeders, whatever. Uh, you know, we get, we work hand in hand with the civilian police officers sometimes, uh, whenever they gotta come, like either we got a civilian that, uh, we, uh, apprehended or not apprehended, but we, uh, we, uh, we get in our, we detain, we detain them, so we gotta hand them over to them, or like, if a soldier goes out in the town and gets drunk, we gotta take them in. Yeah. So we'll meet them at the, anything like that. Uh, we use some of the same forms. Uh, but you are a cop, though, right? I mean, so for them to say you're not a real cop, that's not true, right? Hey, uh, everybody has their own opinions. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, not a real cop. Uh-uh. Uh, I got, uh, I'm waiting for my Leosa to come back right now, so. What is that? Law enforcement, law enforcement officer safety act. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, carry and all. States. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Yeah, I've already sent my application in for that. I'm just uh, can't accept it. I'm just waiting for it to come back. Yeah, nice, nice. I think I think here here in Maryland, you got to have a, a top secret uh, SEI to get something like that here in Maryland, or or be like a security guard. Like, so one Maryland's really strict on that. But um, hey, so th- let me ask you this question: Do you think living uh or being a cop on post? Is any differences from living off post? Like, is there is the same amount of crime or or, or activity that you see? Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of the same same things that civilian uh, police officers deal with. Uh, at times, uh, yeah, we, we respond to the same calls. Uh, I, I do. Uh, I would say that the civilian police officers they probably put up with uh, a lot more lip, a lot more back talk, you know, sarcasm and stuff from. Yeah. The majority of people out there populace here on on base, you know, uh, there's always somebody that outranks you, so you can't really mouth off too much to somebody because you're you're just a phone call away from getting put right in your place. Yeah, yeah. That civilian side, uh, yeah, you're on the military installation. Uh, I would say responding to calls. Uh, uh, military folks are uh, very prone to uh, collecting guns, so you know, weapons at hand, so kind of. You see a bunch of stuff uh, compared to the civilian side. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so out of the four places you've been, what's your favorite? Oh, each place had its uh, its plus side of it, but uh, you know, I, you can go miss Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. There's just there's just you know, JBLM had the mountains. Yeah. Had, the, had all four seasons. Had American Lake where we went fishing all the time. All the time. All the time, huh? But Hawaii is just, uh, you know, Oakland Beach, short and a, a tank top, you know, public all year long. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this then: uh, How was it being a cop over there, like in, in the, on the island? Like, you know, I think a lot of people like get would get cabin fever. Like, I would be told it's nice to visit, but not to live, because you know, it's just what a two-hour strip or something like that. And, and and I'm sure. Soldiers get freaking bored and do stupid shit while they're there. I mean, so what do you think? Was it a lot of crime there too? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, there was uh, a bunch. There was a, a bunch of calls left and right over there, especially like the uh, so some of the houses.
housing uh, installations, there's a couple installations there that, uh, you know, it's basically open to the public. They could just drive on. Yeah. So uh, a couple of times where, like, uh, civilian people were running from the police, they made that wrong turn, went into the housing, and there's nowhere for them to go. So, you know, we had to lock down uh, HMR a couple of times while I was there. Uh, or uh, downtown in uh, Waikiki, they had the uh, Halikoa, the hotel. Mm-hmm. And you know, people were just walking up and down the beach down there, and it's just, you know, civilian populace everywhere. You, you'll be able to see the military or anything, but you just, they're everywhere. You, you'll find the homeless sleeping right there next to the hotel, uh, trying to get into people's vehicles in the parking garage because there's an open parking garage. Uh, we had this one homeless guy, he, uh, he would sit there and watch us, and he would leave a backpack with uh, notes in that with wire signal and notes saying, uh, ha ha, got you. Or he'd leave a bag with uh, you know, dog feces in it. And he, he just sit there and had a laugh about it. He would always just dump it in the middle of the park or the middle of the parking lot or something. Just sit back and watch us react to it. Yeah. Call EOD and on off the area. And he just, he, he had his fun with us. So it was, it was kind of, kind of nerve wracking. You know, at the time, we didn't know what to expect. So, but he, he got a kick out of it. I remember when we finally caught him. Yeah. He was like, oh, I just like, you know, so he said. Wow, that's crazy. What did what did uh what did Anna think about it? I guess she went from what JBLM where it was all rainy and everything to to the the, the beach. I'm sure she liked it, right? And she uh she loved it. She was upset that we left. Uh, uh like like you were saying, people uh, get that they do a bunch of dumb dumb stuff over there. But uh, I'd say the people who do dumb stuff or the people who get tired of it, uh, they, they did the same thing. They went to the same beaches. They went to the same parks over and over again. Okay, you could literally. They go somewhere to a new beach like once a week there, and you probably still won't see the whole island. Oh wow! Like, there's so many yeah, uh, there's so many hikes, there's so many hidden beaches, there's so many hidden things over there to do. And we just like you, you meet some of the locals, they can tell them, like, hey, like what something good? This where can I go over here? Where can I go this? Where's there a waterfall? And they'd be like, oh, you go over here, do this, do that, and they just they let you know all the the hidden secrets that you know the the Hawaiian people love. Yeah. Yeah, because I've heard big stories. You know, some people like it, some people don't. Uh, um, I, I've never been, so I, I definitely would like to go. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> and, uh, I want to go back. Yeah, I bet. Can you? Uh, yeah, I could go back, but uh, I'm not too sure if I want if I want to like right now, like right back to back. Yeah, there's still other places that I want to go to, like like Carson. I want to go to Carson. Uh, I want to stay away from Texas. Yeah, you know, insulational. <laughs> <laughs> both of them. Both of them. <laughs> well, well, but yeah, that's what I was about to say. Sam Houston. Well, I don't think that was uh, as bad, and that was right in the middle between um, the the two. So, man, well, well, if you did, uh, well, no, I don't. I don't even want to jinx you like that. <laughs> so, so then, how was Polk? Um, you know, because that's a smaller installation, and, and you got units rotating in and out. So, how how do you kind of like do your job there if, if if it's not that big? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, to me, Polk was great. Uh, I I personally loved it. Anna hated it. She said it was too small. I mean, the great thing about it is we were uh, fifty minutes away from a Whataburger, but uh, she really <laughs> didn't mind that too much. But uh, she thought she said it was too small, and yeah, it was very small, but. Uh, I would say probably I, I learned the most there out of uh, almost any installation. Like, not control-wise, but more tactical side. Because we went with Geronimo a couple of times out to the, uh, the box. Yeah. And man, those, those guys, the all four guys, they know their stuff. Like, all those infantry cats. And I was, like, just blown away. I was like, holy crap. Like, like Jesus. I, I, I felt like, you know, back to that specialist team leader day trying to learn again. And uh, we spent that, you know, was about two weeks down the box with them, and it was it was very a very eye opening experience to actually learn to see how you know other MOS is really work artillery those infantry people yeah and then uh, so communicating with uh, like the helicopter stuff like that and it, it was it was it was awesome. Yeah, it awesome. it's crazy when you when you step outside your box and you go see other jobs like that. Um, and and, and it, it it always gives you well it does me like it gives me a boost of like. Man, this, you know, like you said, you know, the, the infantry guys, those guys are smart. You know, they, they say, you know, you got to be done to be infantry. But in reality, 
those a lot of those guys are really freaking smart. Um, and to be off four, that they're doing their job, and that's where they're getting all their practice and stuff. Um, but but it is it, it is interesting. I would love to see that too, just to see how they operate and stuff like that. Um, but like I, I just did a a project with aviation, and that's a total different world too. And, and it's just interesting to see how different entities inside the military. You know, you think you're all the same, but you are not. You're definitely not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Okay. So, so, and you got some deployments under your belt too, right? Yeah, I have uh, one deployment to uh, Jalab, Afghanistan from uh, 2012 to 2013. Yeah. What'd y'all do over there? Uh, so we were all test out. The whole company was test out to different parts of RC East. Uh, I was... I was tasked out to stay on uh, Jalalabad, you know, I didn't have to a bobble. Yeah. I never got to leave the wire or anything. I was one of uh, eight individuals that stayed on that fob there. And uh, at first, we uh, we started off doing a little bit of the custom stuff, people leaving in and out. And then we did a, uh, the second half was like, you know, just that patrolling side. Uh, there, was, there was a bunch of deaths, the, uh, the, the, the people there, you know, they, they come on and they break in the conexes, especially like the PX conexes, and we, we being taken, drugs being broken into, conexes being taken, like, just, we had to respond to that stuff, we had to go search, like, uh, the dump where they burn everything, yeah. we had to go search, uh, search people, uh, you know, coming in and out of the, the ECPs and stuff. Oh, okay. I liked, I liked a lot of that. What do you think about that? Oh man, it, it was it was a great experience. Uh, I, I didn't know what to expect. No, just going into the first deployment. Uh, we the funny thing about it is uh, we were stuck on Bogman for about nine days. When we went, uh, they said they had somewhere else for to go. We showed up, and then they're like, "No, we have nowhere for you to go." And we stayed on Bogman for nine days. We were literally uh, about thirty six hours away from getting on a plane and coming back home because there was nothing for us to do. And uh, I remember 101st uh, uh, Brigade, they said they needed us, so we went out to, to the east, and then they just separated us from there. And uh, it was it was fun, real fun. Yeah. I was about to say, there's no Sergeant Majors going to say they don't need you. They're going to find something for you to do. <laughs> 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 I, no, I went to y'all, that, that was my... Uh, I, I draw money from there sometimes, or I would go in between from back, uh, Bagram to where I was at. So, um, and I can't even remember off the top of my head where I was at. So, I, you know, if you asked me, I'd have to lie. <laughs> tell, tell you it's a secret. No. <laughs> um, but, okay, so you, you, you said you were doing customs, though, and then just, you know, a thought came in my mind, which I think I'm sure everybody wonders the same thing. What do y'all do with all that stuff that y'all take from customs? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to confirm or deny either. <laughs> uh, well, we didn't bring we didn't bring some of the stuff back with us. Yeah, that's what you're seeing. So we had a uh, basically. Uh, I remember it was a room where we just put stuff in. And we just we say we kept track of things, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, eventually, yeah, you have to. I mean, because, like, like, the unit is just trying to get back, so they give up whatever they're trying to, you know, give up just so they can go. And then, you know, it's just going to be a freaking, what, a storage room with just, you know, all kinds of cool stuff, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we weren't allowed to go in there, for yeah. the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we probably got in trouble trying to take stuff there. Yeah. And I saw something earlier, though. I mean, maybe you can help me uh, or help explain this to me. Uh, I saw something earlier, though, with the the roller bags. Like, roller bags are letting them in, but they're not letting them out or letting them come back or something like that. Do you, do you know anything about that? I, I, I saw that. Uh, I think it was the, uh, the W2N. Yeah. Facebook, uh, if anybody purchases a bag or something like that, you action. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of lost right now. I don't know what they're, what they're talking about. Yeah, I didn't either. I had to go in the comments and kind of see what they were talking about. But I guess it's just a bag of wheels. And they're letting them in country, but they're not letting them out. I, I don't understand that one at all. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, I did see something else, uh, too, the other day uh, with, you know, with all this protest and stuff like that. They said, uh, defund the MPs and give uh, the money to better child for everybody else. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> what you think about that, man? <laughs> um, I, I, it never fails to win. I'd say that. Undefeated <laughs> champs, right there. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> I, yeah, at least, at least I haven't been tagged. Yeah, no, I think I just saw it uh, yesterday, and, and I wanted to screenshot it. But I was gonna save it for there for this because I knew you was coming up. I was like, man, that's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> Defund the MPs, man. We gotta get some better chow out there for the soldiers. <laughs> cool, man. Okay, so um, no, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. Um, all right, so let's see. Man, I, I would say JBLM was probably one of my best uh, places that I had been. Um, and I was glad, you know, it was towards the end. I met you and I had met Frank and I had met these other guys. Did you hang out with Frank while we were over there? You remember Frank? He had the truck and the boat. I think you were deployed at that time or you were you were doing a lot. Of, you didn't deploy while you were there, right? You were just, I think you were just out a lot. You was in the field a lot, weren't you? Yeah, we, uh, so, yeah, when I first got there in September of 11, they, uh, they were like, hey, get ready, we leave, uh, I remember I was there, literally there, uh, went through reception and everything, I got there on a Friday, and then, uh, I went to the unit that Friday, that Monday, we were in the field for 10 days, Yeah, we came out of the field for four days or something like that, and I was on a plane to MTC for the month. That's right, that's right. Uh, uh, I remember uh, my Anna, she wasn't uh, too pleased with that first time out of the state of Texas and right away to the field. And then right away to NTC, I moved her into a, an apartment. We moved into an apartment and she was there, uh, you know, in a whole different state by herself. Along. So she she didn't get off to a great start with the military. She wasn't she wasn't too happy. Yeah. But, but yeah, we uh, yeah, we came back and it was what a week before Thanksgiving, I believe, something like that. And uh we're ready to, to go to Iraq. But then, uh, yeah, that came and went. They were like, nope, not going. Okay. And then, uh, I remember a couple of months passed, uh, I started working the road there. I got certified to work the road. And it must have been March time frame. And they were like, hey, uh, we're going to Afghanistan uh, December. Like, we need to start the train up. So we started, I remember we started that in April. We trained up for a couple of months and we went back to NTC in June. Came back for a couple weeks and then went back at the end of July. Yeah. The end of July was then. Uh, actually, I think it was beginning of August because I remember we came back uh, the first week of September, a couple days after my birthday. And uh, yeah, and then as soon as we got back, uh, we did the uh, the RFI draw, all that stuff. And, you know, it, it began it began to sink in to, for both of us, Anna and I. Uh, like, yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Time, time. Time's coming up quick, and then uh, I remember December 5th, I uh, got on that bus, went to McCord Airfield, got on that plane, and I remember landing in uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan, December 7th, I remember, spent a couple of days there, and then flew into Bagram. Okay. So it was it was JBLM where you deployed then, right? Yeah, yeah, it was JBLM. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know, Anna didn't have to, Anna didn't have to worry about it. She had Preston there. Preston, was, Preston would have taken care of her. <laughs> my, my son my son was uh what was like four years old or something like that six or something like that he was flirting with his wife like really bad like trying to give her gummy bears and all kinds of stuff <laughs> she went to the store bought her gummy bears because she said that gummy bears were her favorite and then uh yeah i remember he just when he would see her he'd jump off the game and it was a miracle he got off the game for a little bit back then. He was a gamer then. Yeah, he's, he's still a gamer, man. He's, he's a trip. But, hey, but when we were there the last time, you told him, I'll kick your ass now. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Man, that's been a long time ago. That was good, some, some good times, though, man. We went to, uh, we, we drove, uh, well, I think it was an hour and a half just to go to freaking, what, Wiener I think it was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and which is crazy is that Washington has a wiener schnitzel. You know, I think I thought that was just like a a, a Texas thing or a, you know South thing. You know, down South thing. But yeah, I, I never forget. I remember. Uh, I don't even know how we even looked that up or even got the idea. But I 
just remember she uh, that's one of her favorite like fast food places go eat and she told me and uh I don't even know how the, the subject got brought up to make a trip but yeah we just jumped in uh, your truck and we took off. Yeah. I think she was pregnant at the time, wasn't she? Yeah, actually yeah. I think so. Yeah, my dad was there, my dad was like, Hey, we wanna eat Winchism. Let's go. <laughs> well, we went to Pike's Market too. Remember, we saw the football players. Oh yeah, the the, the same. It was the same time that. Yeah, yeah. Monday night at football. Yep. Uh, I remember that. I yeah. remember. I don't even know who they were though, but I just know they had like that freaking brass freaking saint sign on his uh, head. Yeah, they they were they were big. Oh yeah. Everybody that was at that market, they towered over everybody. So that's how you knew. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> We're just taking pictures and stuff. My dad was I'm like, "Because you know how the Seahawks fans are." Yeah, for real. My dad, my dad was like, "Let's watch the game too. We can see who they are." I was like, "Dad, I doubt we're gonna see who they were." <laughs> That's good times, man. Good times. So, so how's life on the trail, man? Uh, it, it's going. Yeah. It's going. It's a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of early mornings. Uh. Late nights here and there. Um, red phase is a, a blur of uh, coffee and Red Bull and night eating, not wow. sleeping. Dang. Yeah, cause, you know, in, in red phase, we uh, we don't eat or drink in front of them. And it's that, that control during the BCT, and especially in red phase, where they don't go one second out of the day without a drill start being within eyesight of them. So it's just constant constant wherever we yell at them to go like hey run downstairs drill sergeants are running downstairs with them outside and uh like now they got the the, the new 50-6 you know how how we're able to treat them and everything talk to them or now it's like if uh, we want to do corrective action yeah we gotta get down with them. oh yeah so yeah we gotta get down with them so i mean lucky lucky for me you know i, I I like working out, so uh, yeah. If I feel like doing push-ups or something, I need to get that extra pump in. Like, okay, let's go. Yeah. One, two, three, just keep going. Yeah. I I, I remember at Seal, and I want to see if it's the same way over there. Remember when I was at Seal? Um, you know, and this I thought it was crazy. I really thought it was insane, but I get it. Um, the way things change. So when you see privates at the PX or anything like that, and you wanted to correct them, you had to go find the drill sergeant and make that correction. Is it the same way over there, Leonardwood, or you, can you make? Are you even allowed to talk to the guys? I mean, you know what I mean. Oh no, no, I uh, I, I make corrections all the time. Now I don't, I don't yell. Yeah. Like in the PX, like that. If I see them, you know, I'll walk up to them and uh, you know, I the whole COVID thing, you know, but I, I let it know, you know, like hey, like, fix yourself. Like, I refuse to believe that my battle buddies did not teach you the correct way. Yeah. And uh, uh, if it gets to it to that point where they're just really, I'm like, hey, what what unit are you with? And, uh, yeah, like, you know, the, the installation is not a big installation. Uh, drill stars are uh, becoming very few and scarce now. Uh, so, you know, it's it's bound to know that we know, like, drill stars within a certain company. Yeah. But what about the permanent party, though? Can the permanent party make, like, corrections or anything like that? Because, you know, some of them guys are jacked up, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's see. How to, like, permanent party-wise... So in order for them to talk, they have to go through this uh, the CTC training. So if they haven't gone through that training, they're technically not allowed to, you know, talk to them. But I'm sure, I'm sure NCO, other NCOs make corrections, even though they haven't gone through that training. You know, whether it's just like, you know, hey, put your PC on, or hey, stop walking, talking on your phone, stop, stop whatever it is that you're doing. I'm, I'm sure. But just to, like getting at the the corrective action part, no, nah, they don't. They're not allowed to. Wait a minute, you said phone. What do you mean by phone? <laughs> so, phone, so, uh, cellular device, uh, yeah, so on the weekends, you know, uh, Saturdays and Sundays, because it's not just, uh, you know, a BCT only or OSA. Uh, there's, uh, the 88 mics, you know, they train here, there's the Marines that train here, there's other individuals that are here for AIT only. And, uh, you know, some AITs, not the AIT that I'm doing, but, uh, they're allowed to have their phones, you know, on the weekends, but they're not training on the weekends. Yeah. So, you know, they'll go on pass, they'll go to the PX, you know, relax, uh, get that time away from their drill sergeants or their AIT two sergeants, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, kids just, the moment they get freedom, you know, they, they, they get overexcited. Yeah. And they just, they, they where they're at, they forget what their, their job is at hand. 
So is it like a reset button that you have to hit like after every weekend or anything like that just to get them right back focused? Or, I mean, because I know if, if it is, it, does that cost a lot of time like just to be like, hey, you know, back on training mode, not on weekend mode. I mean, which is crazy to even, you know, think about because I didn't have no weekend mode, you know, when I was in basic training. But I'm not bitter about, you know. I just think that the differences affect, um, you know, the outcome. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, nah, uh, I don't really know what a weekend mode is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the job, you know, you know, uh, right now we're, we're somewhat short within the unit. So we go six days, Monday through uh, Saturday. You know, zero four, get there. We have our uh, sync brief in the morning. And after uh, at evening time, when CQ gets there, CQ goes in effect, the uh, drill get together, we get another sync brief as to, you know, what went wrong that day or anything like that, how to correct ourselves. Yeah. And then uh, same thing again in the morning. And then on Sundays, once we had the on Sundays, it would just be a good luck day. Keep them there, keep them busy, uh, area beautification. You know, maintenance of the base, things of that such. We try to, Sundays try to, we try to get that, uh, that reset, I guess you could say, like you were saying, for the drill sergeants, most of them, but, uh, you know, still, we, uh, most of the guys within this unit are pretty dedicated to, to their job. Like, the most professional people that I've been around, probably in my mentor career, uh, they'll have the day off and you'll see them in there. Yeah. Uh, we'll be released and you'll work still to 2100 at night, just handling emails or whatever it is they got to do, tracking stuff. Yeah. Is it is it predominant uh, what MP uh, drill sergeant or, or is it just a mixture? So um, yeah, we have a we have a couple twelve bravos, a couple of uh, engineer sappers. We got three of them. Well, we had three. Now we got two in the unit. Uh, we have an eleven bravo infantry guy. Uh, we have a uh, a chaplain's assistant. Actually, never seen a chaplain's assistant over the rank of specialist, but we got a sergeant chaplain's assistant. What? She, uh, yeah, knows her stuff. Those are stuff. Wow. I would have never I would have never guessed until uh like just questioned like, oh uh, she asked the uh, you know what my voice is and I was like, No and she told me I can't remember what it was and I was like oh, what is that? She's like this and I was like, Wow, okay. Dang. Okay. So did she pray for him every, every time she dust them off? No, it's like <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, one of the most stricter ones. She doesn't let anything get by. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's like you, you could have sworn she's not trying to uh, My uh, Joe Sarnoon at the academy, he was a, a combat photographer, man. I've never seen uh, one like above a, a specialist also. Yeah. Well, they usually work at, at uh, like at, like divisions or, or like the core level and stuff like that. Uh, I saw Master Sarn. I, I worked with him once, um, you know, the PO or whatever, but but yeah, that's a different breed too, you know. Going back to what we we're talking about, that's that's a different breed of, of, of people, you know. And um, chap assisted, I, I would almost say that that's a different breed too. Uh, you know, they're good people, uh, uh, but yeah, you, you wouldn't think of, of that being a drill, them being a drill sergeant or anything like that. I mean, that's that's pretty high speed though, you know. I like it. Um, I, I like yeah, it. She's a she's airborne. She's air assault. She's all that. Wow! Wow! Airborne. Airborne unit, everything deployed, airborne, all that. Yeah, hey, like, are you sure you're a child? <laughs> yeah, hey, shout out to her. No. <laughs> You're doing good things. You're doing really good things. Cool. Huh? All right, so hey, so then let, let me ask you this: Is is being in the military now uh, what you expected when you first joined, or, or has it met, or has it met your expectations? Has it met my ex? Let's see. Uh, no, I'd say it's it's exceeded my expectations. I would say um, just uh, the way things have changed. You know how the, the army is uh, forever changing. Yeah. And the leadership that they in, like different the SMA days and everything. And uh, I would say at first, you know, like I expected all the deploy, just you know, be that that uh, gun hole, just hard charging all the time, you know, just in the field. But uh, it, it's really. Educate, make me like have to stay educated because at times uh, these kids are coming in like more smarter and everything, more young. But uh, uh, yeah, I would say just exceeded expectations because I had to learn things that I never thought I'd had to learn before. Yeah, uh, and it's not like, like tech, practical stuff, but it's like you know being smart. So I had to learn like 
about the education benefits, how to look for a job, how to get certified better, doing certain schools and everything like that. Yeah. So like you were saying, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm SRT uh, qualified as a special reaction team. And uh, that's, that's good. That's civilian. They sent the civilian police over here to take that school. And it's, it, it could open the door for me once I'm done with the military. Whatever yeah. it is I decided to do. What, what is SRT for those that don't know? Uh, so, uh, barricaded subject, we go in and uh, we extract them. We get them. Okay. So, yeah, oh. they're barricaded. So, uh, yeah, we basically uh, we can get the floor plans to everything. We can attack from any different angles, uh, either from the roof. Through the doors, through windows, do anything. Uh, just going uh, on a four or five man team and just room clearing. So kind of equivalent to like uh, a, a SWAT team or something like that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say it's pretty, pretty. Uh, they have their similarities. Some, somewhat a difference. Right, you know, uh, right. For SRT, we won't, we won't enter unless we know the subject is barricaded somewhere in a certain part. Versus SWAT, where they're just going to go in, you know, uh, clear house. Okay, and you said you said that a couple times. I think I said it too. Go to the field. What what do MPs do when they go to the field? Like, what do y'all really train on? Like, uh, you know, because I know everybody's different. And, and I can't remember somebody was talking about going to the field the other day, and I was I was kind of wondering what they did when they went to the field too. But I can't remember what what job it was. What do y'all do? Uh, our aspect is pretty wide. Uh, so we yeah we you know we do the basic you know route security uh, route reconnaissance we could do uh, TCPs we could do uh, roadblocks uh, anything like that uh, files uh, just searching everything like that uh, passage of lines just anything uh, like like that and then we do uh, like holding detention facilities like we can set up a, a detention facility we could take uh, prisoners and uh, we just document them search them put them into the the bats, the hides, the seeks, all that. Yeah. Do y'all practice a lot of like ride control too? Like, you know what I mean? Um. Yeah, yeah, we have. It just depends on that mission set. It's uh, more like a, a desurf mission, but yeah, we have. We uh, if we're on that one, we'll take the shields out there with the helmets and everything. Yeah. Getting in for movements, how to how to go towards the crowd in a single as a single unit, how to open up, snatch and grab somebody if they're like. You know, bouldering away at our shields. Yeah. How to take people down. Uh, you know, disperse of the uh, the gas, gas, the canisters, and all that. Yeah. Hey, there was there was a prison there at, at JBLM, and I, I think we were talking about this once. Um, but but I, I kind of either got confused or, or just forgot. It, it, that's a different job, right? Than being an MP, like working at the prison. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I'm a 31 Bravo military police one. Uh, it's a 31 Echo, a corrections officer. And yeah, they, uh, they basically, they're, they're in the prison. And, uh, that's what they do. They're just, they, in the prison to put people in their cells and everything. And it's the same way it's like that riot thing. They'll go in there like a four-person team and they gotta take somebody out. If they're, uh, you know, being out of control, belligerent or anything like that, they can go in, subdue the individual, put them in cuffs, and, uh, take them out, do whatever they gotta do with them. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. Uh, and, I remember, I remember what I was talking about because I don't know what we would do over there. I think we were, there's like a, a, a route or something over there that we run or something. I can't remember. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember it was that back gate whenever you moved towards, uh, was, it, was it Lacey? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that one little side gate that was open at, for uh, oncoming traffic in the morning and outgoing at night. It went right by the prison. And yeah, that route was, uh, what about a four mile route that was closed off, something like that? Yeah. It was closed for a minute, and then then they opened it for for a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, they, they actually closed down that prison there at JBL. Did they? Because I know they were closing the one at uh at Fort Sill also, I think. Yeah, well, there's uh they closed it down. I, I don't know if they knocked it down or what, but I know they're uh they're like re renovating it and everything, so they're making it better. Oh, uh, okay. Coming back, and, but I know for right now, I believe it's still still shut down. Yeah. Shoot, the one at Fort Seal, man, I don't know if uh, JBLM is the same way, but uh, that one at Fort Seal, like, you can take, like, take your supplies you need, like wood or, or anything like that, and you could, uh, um, or buy the wood or something like that, and they'll build you, like, all kinds of, like, shadow boxes and, and like, stuff, boards for your, your, your CP and, and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I had heard about that, that they did some stuff like that there. I never personally got anything made or anything like that, but yeah, I've heard, I've heard of that happening. 
Yeah. And then, and then like we give canisters away, you know, until artillery for like going away gifts. So <clears throat> you can take it over there and they would already have some already buffed out and shined and everything. So we just do like a one for one, just, you know, grab one and shiny, take one back and they would, you know, do us. So, but you no, know, cool, man. Cool. So how y'all doing now over there? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, we're about to graduate here in about the next three weeks. Uh, we'll get a, uh, it was supposed to be about a six week break, but then we just found out earlier, uh, well, the end of last week that, uh, we're going to go ahead and fill, uh, about three weeks early. So I'm going to have about two and a half week break and then, uh, right back at it again. We'll go into quarantine. Cause yeah. now the way of doing it, uh, we quarantine for two weeks before we can actually start training. They get tested and then, uh, yeah, we're just confined to the building for two weeks. And once all the results come back, nobody uh, nobody has the whole coronavirus, COVID-19, then we can start. How, how is that now? And I, mean, I think yeah, it slipped my mind because we had talked about that earlier. How is that now with, with the COVID? Like, is the mask uh, 100% time? Like, they're going to wear it? And how y'all doing PT? How y'all doing, like, you know, all kind of stuff with that? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's like the, the general week. We have to wear a mask. The soldiers have to wear a mask, uh, you know, all the time, especially inside buildings. The only time we cannot wear a mask is if we're in our office by ourselves, practically, okay. or if we're outside, away from everybody. But yeah, just uh, uh, mask wearing all the time, uh, but clean, 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 disinfect everything every day after every use. If you move away from a station, disinfect that station before you can move on. Um, our unit, luckily, uh, when we built, we did the whole two-week quarantine thing, and yeah, nobody, uh, nobody came back positive for it, so we got to start training right away, but, uh, other units around the installation, uh, not so lucky, several individuals, you know, coming back, I'm not gonna, like, go into numbers or names of units, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but, uh, yeah, some, some, I've heard some units, uh, yeah, getting a couple of positive pieces here and there, but, I mean, it's it's bound to happen. You know it's going to happen. People are coming from all over America, right? And uh, different backgrounds, different walks of life, and it, they're bound to show up here with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and so, uh, um, man, I just had a question that slipped my mind. Um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you see? Like, this is what your third cycle. You, I think you said. Uh, this is the end of my second. Second. Yeah, uh, next month, a year here. Okay. Already. So. Dang, that that went by fast. Um. Well, I say that I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it went by fast at the time. You know, when you're going through it, it's like, oh, it's so slow. But like every like when PCS, it's like, oh, it's going so slow. And then when it's time to PCS, it's like, oh man, where did the time go? Like, how did how am I here already? Yeah, yeah. What are, for the most part? Yeah. So you, with your third cycle coming up, I'm sure you got the numbers of like. Well, I mean, don't you have to get specifics, but. Do, do, are you seeing a trend of the numbers increasing or decreasing or staying the same of, of people that are enlisting? And I'm sure, uh, well, uh, I know it's not all just MPs that go there. So like you said, we have different uh, MOSs, but what what do the numbers look like? Are, are, are we looking good? So uh, <clears throat> for the most part, National Guard Reserves are looking real good. You know, there's a bunch, bunch of them. Uh, you know, active, uh, the, the numbers... So, can't really tell. From the first cycle, we had quite a few. I'd say about 25% of them were active. And my first cycle, we were uh, 240. So, we had about like 60 individuals like that, that were active. But then, uh, you know, COVID hit. And then they, they cut the uh, number of trainees coming to basic just to mitigate that, you know, that social distancing. And uh, this cycle, we started off with uh, oh, the... 80, I think it was, something like that, 80. Okay. So I went from my first cycle and the platoon that I was with, we had about 80 soldiers. So I have to remember like 80 names. I worked with like just full time. And then this cycle that came up went from 80 to 21. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It, it, was, a, it was a big, big difference. The COVID, like, uh, you know, the uh, trade-off, they're trying to do their best to mitigate the, the exposure yeah. and that social distancing, which it's good. I like it. Um, I like that smaller group because you could really, really get down and you could really mold that soldier, that trainee into like that army, the army values and everything better than you could do with 80 with the amount of drill sergeants that we have. So it's real, real good. 
Yeah, and I and I can see that too, and, and you're actually giving them a better uh, taste of uh, you know the army leadership right up front. Um, the the only problem to that is is if if uh, you know the numbers that are coming in aren't matching the numbers that are going out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, so yeah, no. Um, there were several units that were supposed to be like on a cycle break, but since they cut the numbers down, they're bringing the soldiers in, but to the number of units, they're they're like opening up more units or they're sending them to units that just graduated. Their turnaround is pretty quick, you know. Okay. So I'd say the soldiers still coming in is the same. It's just they're putting in their training companies. They're they're getting smaller for the numbers. Okay, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, well, dang man, we've been we've been chatting it up for about an hour, man. Um, uh, and it's been great. I, I think I still got a lot of more questions for for um, you know just basic training alone. But um, no, I I just really enjoyed uh, having you on here. It's it's been well. I saw you in February, man, and I just kind of didn't even want to go. I thought about going back, but you know this whole COVID thing. You know we were restricted; we couldn't even go nowhere. So <laughs> yeah, we're we're pretty restricted here. We're not. I mean, they just opened it up for us to go a uh, hundred miles up to a hundred miles before it was uh, sixty, I believe. Couldn't go more than sixty miles away from the installation. So uh, it's it's been kind of nerve wracking being being stuck here, but yeah, uh, for the most part, I'd say. Uh, it's really taking a toll more on like Anna and the boys because you know they're really confined here. At least I get out and um surrounded by people every day and doing things, and yeah. it's tough for them. I know. I, I think that I think that uh, is uh, location dependent because we were twenty five miles for a minute. Uh, now we've got up to like sixty or seventy five or something like that. So, um, uh, yeah, no, but hey, um, again, like I said, it's been. Uh, Great talking. Hey, tell 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 uh, Ralito, I got his hundred dollars, man. I'm ready to go spend it at the strip club. <laughs> What's that? Dang, look at that beard. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, last question uh, before before. Well, I guess two questions. Last question for this uh, before we kind of close out. Um, if you were in, where would you go if you were invisible? If you could be invisible, where would you go? Where would I go if I were invisible? Yeah. So, uh, let's see. So I'd probably go to the, uh, what that, that. Oh, big conspiracy theorist, you know? <laughs> and, uh, there's a, there is a book of secrets, so I'd probably try to go and find the book of secrets within the, the library. Oh, uh, okay. Trying to see what I could out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, hey, we'll talk about that next time, because conspiracy, man, that's, that's interesting. Oh, uh, that's interesting you say that. Uh, I, I think you were going to say Dallas Cowboys Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no. That'd be the same. Is that be second place with the cheerleader, the cheerleader room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, crazy. Um, all right, cool, man. Hey, uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed you being on here, man. Um, it's great just uh, just catching up with you and, and just hearing your story. Uh, you got any shout outs or anything like you'd like to do before we close out? Uh. No, I just want to thank you for uh, bringing me on this podcast. It's uh, it's pretty great. I've always like listened to podcasts and everything. I never thought I'd ever come out on one. Yeah, but uh, it's great. The fact that you're doing this, uh, you're doing things, having fun. I enjoy listening to them. It's great hearing other people's stories coming up and uh, how they met you and uh, you were younger than y'all came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And hey, you added to the story now, man. Because dude, you're you're an MP. I'm feeling like there's no. I never think I'd be friends with an MP. You know. Um, but we had a lot of things in common. We were both from Texas, uh, Dallas Cowboy fans, you know, uh, stuff like that. So, and you're like, you know, brother to me too. So that is awesome. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got one quick shout out, uh, Coach Silva podcast. Just check him out. Uh, he's got some live lessons on there. He's pretty good, uh, on the gun line. Man, uh, I'll tell you that midweek memo, it's, it's a trip. Uh, this last one was pretty interesting. Uh, they just kind of went on a rant too, but it was, it was just funny to me. Um, but that last story that he just did on, on Saturday with uh, Rodriguez, that, that one kind of hit home because uh, uh, I didn't know he was in the battalion, first of all, but uh, he was bringing up a lot of stories from our first deployment. So that was that was a big freaking uh, took me back. So, uh, yeah, that was really good. I, 
I give you uh, kudos for that one, Danny. Um, and if you want to be a guest on the show or whatever, uh, please hit me up or, or whatever. If you got any questions about Drill Sergeant or, or uh, Fort Leonard Wood or anything like that, hit, hit up Raul. Um, how can they hit you up or how can they find you, man? Uh, hey, uh, they can look me up on Global. Uh, you can uh, you know, find me on Facebook or something. Don't really have uh, any other social media outlets. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm open. If anybody has any questions about how the trail goes or anything like that or what to expect at the academy, uh, hey, I'm, I'm here just uh, for anything, you know. Hell, even if uh, you just want to talk, you need somebody to talk to, hey, I'm here. Yeah, or, or CrossFit, man, because I tell you, this guy, this guy is a freaking big CrossFitter, man. He's He's got some good videos on there, too, man. He's doing freaking good things. So uh, I've seen him from when he was, when he first started to now, he's getting big, man. So he's doing good things. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool, man. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't put it out. I didn't plug it up, though. Uh, Pat Juarez, 13 on IG. Uh, Patrick Warriors on Facebook and under the net at gmail.com. Hey, brother. Uh, in artillery world, man, you know, uh, go under the net. You know, you know the deal. Like you said, you listen to the podcast. It's time for you to leave the net, brother. Right. See ya. All right. Yep. Yeah, thanks, man.